Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm Holly. I'm your host, Hollywood. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Adam and Maestro. Hello. I'm Adam. You are? Yow. This week we're watching our first musical here at Spoilers HQ with 2012's Rock of Ages. Why are we doing this? You picked this one, right, Adam? Yeah. Just because, right? Yeah. Okay. I wanted you to see it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) This movie was directed by Adam Shankman, who also did... He also did another musical. Oh, he did the Hairspray remake. Okay. With Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. And and this movie stars Julianne Huff, Diego Boneta, Alec Baldwin, Russell Brand, Paul Giamatti, and Tom Cruise Mm -hmm. (laughs) as Stacey Jacks. Yeah. Here's the synopsis. A small town girl and a city boy meet on the Sunset Strip while pursuing their Hollywood dreams. I got that synopsis from IMDb. Oh, is that right? And I was ready. As I was reading that, I'm like, is it going to say a small town girl living in in it? I I was ready for that. (laughs) So, guys, I always ask this. Have you ever seen this before? Absolutely. Well, Several times. It makes sense because you're the one that asked for it. um, Yeah, I've seen it too. I never saw this before. Uh, musicals, I'm typically not, okay. So were you trying to avoid it? Well, I just wasn't interested just because I don't like musicals, either live or in person. Okay. But two weeks ago, I saw a musical in person, my first ever musical Mm. in person. Which one? The Toxic Avenger, the musical. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And it was fantastic. Okay. I loved it because it was just like, it was like the shittiness of trauma. I see. But in musical form. And it was so like trauma-esque where... Because Troma is notorious for like using like five actors, five, uh, five, one actor to play five different roles in the same movie. They oh, just okay. put a wig on him, and like the production, <laughs> but like production value is so low. And this this stage was just one stage with just like a bunch of toxic uh, barrels, Avengers. okay, all over the place with like a ladder, and then that was it. That was the whole stage. All right. So if there was a scene where they were at like his house, they would just cover it with the. With uh, with the they'd roll in curtain. a curtain frame. Oh, yeah. oh, they'll cover it with the curtain, okay. and then they'll just have like a prop of a couch. Like, oh, Sarah, we're in your house now. Like, and they'll <laughs> like say dialogue. So it was like really trauma esque. That was part of the dialogue, even saying that. No, no, no. I'm okay. just giving an example. <laughs> and I have to get used to the concept of musicals, where um, in in the world of a musical, you can just jump into a song, right? Perform the song, and then go back to the normal yes process. In a world. So my question to you, since you like musicals, Adam, yeah, is, uh, it, it okay? The scene in the Tower <laughs> Records, yeah, when they're going through the records, everyone in the store breaks out in a song and dance, and they perform the song, yeah, and then everyone goes back to normal doing right. their normal shopping. Yes. Now there's a show on Channel or not Channel, um, the CW. Okay. That's Channel Five for us out here, right? Called Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It's a really good show. Okay. And in the show, it's a musical. It's a comedy musical. And in the show, huh. she has a mental condition. She's a little crazy. Okay. So that explains they, why. So when they break into into song and dance, it's all in playing in her head. I see. So because I've seen that, seeing this, I'm thinking that's just in the character's head. Okay. So in the framework of musicals, yeah. what's going on? Is it like uh, all right. in this world of musicals, are people like breaking a song and dance like naturally? The, the the way I perceive it. How do you interpret how this works? Yeah, the, 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 my interpretation of it, and I don't know if this is correct or not, but this is, this is how I explain it in my mm-hmm. own brain. Uh, nobody's singing at all. Uh-huh. In, in this world, There's they don't break out into song. Nobody, not, people don't practice choreography in case okay. somebody walks up and sings a song so they can all do it in step. The the song is just a, it's a, uh, it's a tool to express the vibe of the scene. 
Okay. Uh, it, it, instead of using the words, and it's, it's, I think the reason why I like musicals so much is because music it, it speaks volumes to me. I, if I, just from hearing songs, I, 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 it takes me to emotional places. Uh, even songs that aren't even in English. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the way the music goes and the way the, the, the voices intertwine with the music, it, it can get an emotional response out of me. Even if I don't know what, what they're talking about, like, oh, that's, that's such a sad song. Like, you don't even know what it's saying. No, I don't. But it's, it's speaking in a, in a way. So the way the, these kinds of movies, is, it's the same kind of thing. It just, it just heightens it. So whatever emotion these people are portraying, they can't use just words to get it out. So they break out into song and then it just... It makes the feeling that much more palatable of what they are experiencing versus, oh, you know what? I kind of like you. That's cute. No, no. And then you burst, if you go into a whole song about that where it's like super deep, like, shit, that guy, he really likes her. Okay. It, it just adds an extra layer and extra – more communication. And that, that's, that's the way I take it. What are you, it's Mushroom? Huh? I find that the movie itself uh, portrays pretty well. I mean, the, the music itself is like um, uh, emotions that are put – out in like song itself, just like the way Adam was saying earlier. But um, some of the stuff is actually quite interesting because they do uh, intertwine with uh, other characters at points, and that's where it gets really fun because they have to mix with the words, and it gets really funny. And I think that's the the, the mashups part of this is, is probably the things I enjoyed the most. The way they put multiple songs together, they all convey similar meanings, and you can get what each character is feeling based on their song. Mm-hmm. But the way they put it together, just it's 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 beautiful. It's so beautiful. Just like Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand. <laughs> so did that put you off at all? What? Were, were you like like you couldn't get behind it because like oh the, now they're singing now they're back to normal? I I just have to get used to it. Okay, I don't really watch musicals. I see. The only musical I really seen before this was Grease, and I hate Grease because okay. <laughs> my cousins during one summer when I was a kid they would watch it every fucking day. Okay, so I know all the words every Grease song. Just I because I watched it every day for one summer. All right. How about Rocky Horror Picture Show? I do like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. That, I haven't seen it in a long time. That's a musical, right? I'd, yeah. That'd be considered a musical. I consider that a musical. Yeah. Okay. I think anything where the the characters break into a song and or dance to convey dialogue or okay. to move a story forward, I think that's considered a musical. Well, then wouldn't like all, all Disney, like Disney movies, movies yeah. would okay. be considered musicals. Perfect. I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. My problem with this movie, Uh-oh. it was just boring. Like, I was just bored by it. Oh, no. Yeah, this movie was boring for me. Okay. Just because I don't really like the, some of the songs in here I like, but I don't really like this era of music. Oh, okay. Like, this 80s. Like, I thought everybody liked this era Glam of music. rock stuff. I'm just not a fan. Interesting. And I, I, and I don't like the gleeification of these songs. Gleeification? Oh. Yeah. Like, all, like, every song here sounds like glee. Okay. Except for Tom Cruise singing. Yeah. Everyone else, it just sounds like glee. I see. And it, what I think is funny is because you have like Def Leppard, right? Yeah. The pour some sugar on me. Yeah. Uh, no, that's Tom Cruise singing. What's Talking another about Cherry Bomb? Okay. What's what's this? Um, no, Wanted is also Tom Cruise. Fuck. Yeah. I want to rock. Okay. I yeah. want to rock. Right. That sounds like Glee. All these like hard. Well, glam isn't hardcore, but all these like oh, these guys they would hate this version of their songs. Well, it's it's almost- the whole message of rock and rolls is. Rock and roll is like Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand's character. They're like, yeah, fuck yeah, rock and yeah. roll. But if these guys it's, it's actually too, heard this version of their song, they they'd be like, what the fuck's going on with our music? It's, it's too it's too like uh, produced. It sounds yeah, too pretty. Yeah, I, well, okay. it's based on a musical from yeah, Broadway, right? But I see what you're saying. It could they could have had more rock like vocal. Yeah. Instead of yeah, this guy's from the Glee Club. I see now. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. That, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. So okay, I understand that part. But the Stacey Jacks parts, the ones with Tom Cruise, did that sound very Glee too? 
No, no, that's what I'm saying. With except for Stacy Jackson's songs, mm-hmm. they didn't sound like Lee. So you're ta- so you're saying the guy? I'm, I forget what his name was. Tom the, Cruise? No, not Tom Cruise. <laughs> the main uh, guy, the Drew. Main, yeah, yeah, he's like Diego. That's him. That's him. Um, you're saying that his voice creates uh, that everyone sort of sounds like everyone. Catherine Zeta Jones, that chick. Yeah, even Juliana Mary J. Huff. Blige, they made her sound Glee-esque. Russell Brand, Alec Baldwin. Yep. Oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin can't sing. No, he can't. He cares. <laughs> he's funny. Well, no, he's fine. He he's it's like Les Mis, Les Miserables. Well, okay. Russell Crowe is he can like sing, which is fine. But yeah. if he's next to like Hugh Jackman and what's her name, uh, Catwoman, uh, uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, he sounds like shit because those two actually can sing. Right. That's that's Alec Baldwin's problem in this movie. Okay. Is he's he's like fine, but he, next to everyone else, he doesn't sound that good. He's really stiff. Yes. It's like it, he doesn't seem comfortable, but <laughs> uh-huh. somehow still he's the funniest part of the entire movie to me. Okay. Well, there's a reason why he was sort of stiff. Okay. I'll tell you in trivia. Oh, all right. You're interested. Interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for back surgery or something. Why? <laughs> no, 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 I don't no. know. No, no, no. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Okay. Um, and another thing about this movie okay. that I got to tell you. Um, now you're probably wondering, oh, you don't like the Glee or you don't like that. Don't you like Pitch Perfect right. Hollywood? Okay. Why well, do you like Pitch Perfect? Because those songs Good are question, supposed Hollywood. to be Glee. <laughs> those questions, those songs are supposed to be like poppy. Oh, that's true. These are supposed to be okay. like, like, well, not it, metal, it, it but they're into, supposed to be rock. If it's in the story that they sound that way. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because it's like Pitbull songs and David Guetta songs. Like, yeah, they're supposed to be produced and poppy and yeah. stuff. Whereas these songs, it's supposed to be like, like rock and roll, man. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. and I, I do like the fact that Tom Cruise. I assume that was his him singing. It sounded a lot like. Oh him. yeah, dude. when Tom Cruise does a role, he fucking does. Yes, he does whatever the part is. I love it. I just, I just heard him interviewed by uh, Chris Hardwick, or he was on the Nerdist. This is probably about two years ago now. Uh-huh. But he, he just. Are you are you caught up to that? Yeah, I'm on episode 500 something or other. Oh yeah. Wow. Too. Okay. Everybody was impressed by like Tom Cruise on interviews because so... everyone thinks he's like just this like big fucking weirdo, which he sort of is, but. Like when it comes to his craft, <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't fuck around. No, like when he, he he's he, a weirdo, but it's a super charming way. When he was in in cocktail, he actually learned how to bartend. When right. he was in Top Gun, he actually learned how to fly a real plane. Yeah, there was, there was some uh, footage recently released where of him like in the in the plane from those times, and he's just like he's like afterwards he's like kind of freaking out a little bit, like oh man, it was such a rush. Like, uh-huh. like yeah, that was part of it. He wouldn't do the movie unless they let him go into the plane. And then I heard in Mag, did you watch Magnolia? No, where he's the motivational speaker. Mm-mm. He went around to different like things in disguise with like with facial hair and like, oh. makeup and stuff to give motivational speeches right. to to learn how to do it. That was after Mission Impossible where he got the makeup training. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but the, but like I, if he's ever in a fucking superhero movie, dude, like is he gonna like oh. try to fight crime like to get prepared? Right, because everybody always talks about Daniel Day Lewis. Like he, he was Lincoln even when they said cut. right super method. Like that's like Cruz is not that far off, dude. No, but but. Well, it, well, he knows he's playing a role at least, mm-hmm. and he studies the role. Daniel Day Lewis becomes the role. Mm-hmm. It's a, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's a different level of commitment, yields different results, or maybe same results. They're both pretty good actors. Uh huh. But when I was watching this movie and it was the Stacey Jack scenes, I'm sitting there just like, dude, that has to be Cruz. Like he's actually singing. He probably learned how to play guitar. He yeah. probably learned how to do <laughs> all this stuff for the movie. Yeah, like, th- he had to. His style, his 
his persona. I would imagine him hanging out for the past year, maybe even two years prior to this movie, just going touring with all the bands and just being there <laughs> touring watching with them. Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, just seeing how they act on and off stage, so he can be that person all the time. That would make some sense. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know that some of the movies in the movie, some of the songs were actually performed by the original artists, and mm-hmm. the the yeah, and then a lot of what you saw didn't uh, portray as what they were actually singing, but as actually mm-hmm. what the artists originally sang. Oh, like for instance, uh, Cherry Pie, uh, Come On Feel the Noise, uh, what else? Rock of Ages was part of it, but that's a given. Uh, okay. What else? Wait, that's a song? Yeah, Rock of that's Ages. not just the title of the. No. Play. Oh, by the way, you know Chris Hardwick was Stacey Jacks? Really? Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. We, 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 before Rock of Ages, uh, became this movie, it was, it was a play, uh, a musical play, and he was Stacey Jacks at the beginning, and then it started touring, and then he stopped doing it. But, uh, yeah, he was originally Stacey Jacks. And, he, and that was part of the interview. He was talking to Tom Cruise, like, then I saw you as Stacey Jacks, like, oh, that's what that character's supposed to look like. <laughs> Not like me. <laughs> that's how he's supposed to look like. Yeah. So let's talk about Tom Cruise as Stacey Jacks. Yeah. What, what, how did, how did you, did you buy that? So I thought he, I, I think he's supposed to be, I don't know who he's trying to be. Well, I think he's for sure Axel Rose. Okay. I think that's like a for sure. But the other, I think he's like a mix of Axel Rose and either Brett Michaels. Yes. Or Jim Morrison. Okay. One of the, he's got like, he's got to be one of those two. See, I, I, I don't know too much about the, uh-huh. the lead singers of these bands. Uh huh. Like, uh, I'm not sure who the bands you're talking so about. So Axel Rose is Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Okay. Jim Morrison Roses. is the Doors. Okay. And Brett Michaels is from The Rock of Love on VH1. Okay. Uh, Poison. Poison. Okay. They're the, every rose has yeah. its thorn. That's Brett Michaels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, he has a Brett Michaels look then. Yeah, the bandana. With the bandana and the hair coming out yeah, the back. And how the ladies love him and stuff. Right. But then Axl Rose also has a bandana. Oh, okay. I'm just assuming them because of bandana. I see. Like, it could be any, like, <laughs> okay. it could be the fucking lead singer of Ario Speedwagon for all I know. I, I would assume there's some sort of Metallica reference in there too, just because the way that, uh, Arsenal, the, the, the way Arsenal was written oh, looks, yeah. looks Metallica Yeah, I think it's a reference for the font. But there's no way it's Metallica, dude. Okay. Have you seen the Metallica documentary um, where they all go to therapy? No. No? <laughs> I saw them at BlizzCon two years ago. Oh, yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah. Well, this document, I think it's called Some Kind of Monster. The yeah. the bassist quits. So oh. they're looking for a new bassist. And uh, <laughs> they go to therapy because they're all fucking on drugs and they're all alcoholics and they're all depressed. So they wind up meeting with the guy who created Megadeth. Uh, Mitch Mustaine. Okay, I, I think know. that's. I think that's who he is. Yeah, he I was kicked out of. Megadeth. Yeah, he was kicked out of Metallica, and then he formed Megadeth. So all these guys are all old guys. We're sad, and they're all going to therapy. And I'm watching this documentary. And I'm like, man, you guys are fucking Metallica. Why are you all? Dep- oh, my part of life <laughs> sucks. Everybody, everybody hates on Metallica. Yeah, because well, they think th- we sold out. And well, they probably feel really bad because they haven't been forgiven. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgiven. Just <laughs> thing yeah. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, the reason I bring that up is because because uh, Metallica was based out of L.A. Oh, okay, because the lead uh, oh. the lead singer is from Downey. Oh, by the way, the name of this uh, establishment is the uh, the Bourbon Room. Uh huh. Which I assume is supposed to be the whiskey. The whiskey. Yeah. Okay. On Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the reason I bring this documentary is because I, uh, they were based out here, and then they moved up to Frisco, and they've been living in Frisco ever since. And I remember in '99 they did the album with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Oh yes, that that, sounds, that was an I awesome love that album. Sound. Yeah, yeah. So in the documentary, it's either Mustaine or someone from Metallica. They said the reason they left LA is because in the in like the late '80s, so like '87, '88, '89, around this time period, glam rock was huge. 
Okay. Like Brett Mike. It was when all the guys looked like girls. Yeah. yeah. So hair metal. The, yeah. The hair metal. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they said the reason we left is because we were tired of, of glam rock. You know what glam rock is? And the documentarians like, no, he said gay LA metal. <laughs> so I'm thinking that watching this whole fucking movie and Alec Baldwin even, they even make a joke about it. Yeah. Where there's these, from behind, there's these two, right. they look like women <laughs> at the bar and Alec Baldwin's like, hey, I told you women drink free. They yeah. don't pay anything. Only guys. And they turn their guys yeah, and he dudes. goes, yeah. and he goes, oh. Oh, then there's a Michael Jackson joke right after that. Where it's like, uh, you think you're looking at, uh, like, uh, Janet Jackson and he's like, no, it looks more like Michael Jackson. He's like, <laughs> And, and, and Alec Baldwin turns to Russell Brand. Does he look, you look pale to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Do you think – ever since 30 Rock, I, he's just Jack Donaghy to me now. Yeah. Like anything I see him in. Absolutely. Even pre-30 Rock, I'm like, that's that's Jack Donaghy. Yeah. I, I had trouble getting past that for the uh, the Shadow that we did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had trouble – I, I still see some uh, Jack Donaghy in there and it was, uh-huh. it was a little distracting, but – I dude, like that though, dude. You didn't tell me that fucking Walter White was in this. I, know. I had no clue. He's the mayor of L.A. Yes, so good. I bet you he shot like two days. Oh yeah, like he was only on set for two days. Yeah, he's like. Well, although I, I could see him wanting to hang out on set anyway, just to hang out, uh-huh. just to see all the other stuff. Because he's, he's just that. He's that cool. He's probably looking around like, man, I got a hit fucking show. Yeah, yeah. I'm only here for two days, fellas. See ya. <laughs> yeah, and his name was Whitmore. Uh huh. So kind of like White. Yeah, a little Walter Whitey. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I watched this movie with with a listener of 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 the show. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I flew. Treats. I flew all the way to Australia. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I watched it with my mom. My mom listens every week. Right. And I asked her. I want to go visit her. And I asked her. I said, "Hey, do you want to watch this movie with me? That I do for the podcast?" She goes, "What is it?" I said, it's "Rock of Ages." She goes, "What's it about?" I go, "It's like a musical, but it has like songs you you were in the in your twenties. Okay. When you when I was still a kid." She goes, "Okay." And the whole time she's bumping her head and singing along yeah and my mom goes alec baldwin his character is gay like the first time she sees him for two seconds oh, she right? goes, he's gay <laughs> i said how do you know he goes his mannerisms and just the way he talks and like i could just tell that he's gay and then the scene where him and russell brand finally kiss yeah i was like holy shit how'd you know she's like <laughs> i just know wow <laughs> that's pretty good just based on the way he's that makes him a stupendous actor yeah <laughs> just to pull that off with wow uh-huh. very good i didn't pick up on that who was your favorite actor in this whole movie? Was it Cruz? Uh, I don't know. Because, I mean, he 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 committed to it a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think I got the most laughs out of, out of Baldwin. Uh-huh. Uh, it just, he he's so subtle with his, I, I like, but then again, he's, he's it's not like too far from what he does always. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I would have to say Tom Cruise. For, for sure. sure. Hmm. You made sure. Uh, for me, uh, I enjoyed a lot of Russell Brand's bits okay. simply because it just matched everything that he normally does anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Cruise, yeah, he did a lot of really mm-hmm. good um, acting, which is the aloofness and the lack of like consistency whether or not he was actually there or not based upon drugs and, and alcohol. But um, So good. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> who is that one guy that we keep on talking about Paul again? Paul yeah. I think mm-hmm. he was the one that I liked the most because of how much I – like despised him in the movie. He did such a good job in the acting part. Oh yeah, yeah. Giamatti. He can do a bad guy really good. He's perfect, and he's not even like over the top bad. In it. he's just like like this is what a manager of a rock star would yeah. be like. Yeah, like we get ninety percent of the door. We get all merchandise. We get this. We get this. We get this. This was a good mix of Ides of March and Shoot 'Em Up. <laughs> it's just like both of those kind of guys together. Uh-huh. Just like super like weird creepy dude. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, from shoot him up a little, a little weird, and creepy. Yeah. But then, kind of like the 
sociopathy uh, from Ides of March. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's good. He was good. Mm-hmm. But, but but same reason why I didn't choose him over Baldwin because like that's what I know them for. Those those kinds of characters. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I, I like seeing it. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was better to see Tom Cruise in this role, uh-huh. which is unlike anything else I've I've seen think I've seen him in. Yeah. Uh so that it was just more enjoyable. That's interesting. No one said the lead characters. No. <laughs> Juliana Huff is oh my god. She is very, very attractive. Yes. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that guy, he's fine. He's fine. They both sound like Lee performers yeah so <laughs> i was looking up on what they were what uh, tom cruise was supposed to be uh his character mm-hmm. was supposed to like in tape in, in, uh, enable from other characters okay mm-hmm. like for instance he says uh he uh totes a bottle of scotch based upon uh what's his name the guy from guns and roses slash okay okay and then also he's like in and out like james morrison jim morrison okay i was okay right there yeah exactly and then uh let's see here fred michael yeah, a little bit there too, but they didn't see too much about that. It was okay. mostly uh, those two. Okay. All right. Nice. That's cool. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's, I guess, let's get into the movie. I sure. guess. So it, it starts off. Uh, we have Juliana Huff coming. What, what's her name? I don't remember her name. Sherry. Julianne? Sherry. Yeah, she's she's coming in uh, into Los Angeles on a bus, and this is where we're first introduced into the the premise of the movie. So she starts singing. Uh, bus driver starts singing back. Other people in the bus start singing along. So you kind of get introduced, like, all right, this is this is what you're getting into. This is there's going to be singing from everywhere, and uh, th- this time I it seemed like there was a lot more singing than I remember. Like uh, little bits of conversation jumped to a song, jumped to, and then song, 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 song. Whereas I thought it was I, I'd forgotten half of the songs that were in this movie mm-hmm. as it started playing. Uh, but it was it was a nice surprise because like oh, it just made me all happy again. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of this um, podcast, I would like to ask you one question each. Uh oh. But it's it's nothing really weird or crazy or maybe a little bit um, uncomfortable. Okay. But it's something I want to ask you later on. That's all. All right. Okay. Look forward to that, guys. So she's like all these Hollywood pe- uh, people. They have dreams of going to Hollywood from like Nebraska. She's coming from Oklahoma. Right. And she gets off the bus and she has her suitcase and the, she meets a guy who's like, hey, uh, do you need help with your suitcase? And he's like, yoink. And he just takes off. Yeah. But then the, the other lead, Drew... Is like, oh no, I'll try to help you. Oh well, yeah. hey, do you need a job? <laughs> he like he feels bad for. He's her. picking up on her in a very very weird way and uh-huh. time. Like she had, she just got robbed. Uh-huh. Like oh no, so I'm Drew. How are you? <laughs> like, yeah, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then you need a job. Come on in. And then he's a uh, bar back at the Bourbon right room or yeah, just the Bourbon the Bourbon. Sorry, I'm thinking of the Viper Room, which right. is also another club out here in Hollywood. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin, all, all on the same strip. Yeah, yeah. all on the same yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Sunset strip. Yeah. So Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand work there. I'm assuming Alec Baldwin's the owner. Russell Brand's like the GM or yeah. like a manager of some kind. Mm-hmm. Right. Seems like he does a lot there. Right. And he finally, uh, she's begging for a job, and he's like, oh, "No, we don't want singers." And I love what he said. He goes, "Let me guess. Yeah. You <laughs> you were uh, the third lead in some musical in high school." And, and then Russell Brand, Sound of Music. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, some relative probably told you you had talent, your yeah. aunt. Yeah, your aunt, Dor- or your aunt Ruby. Uh-huh. Actually, it was my aunt Dorothy. So you dropped everything and you moved out here to Hollywood yeah. to pursue the show business. She's like, actually, it was my grandma. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. He nails it pretty well. Uh-huh. But then turns out some other girl just quits. So I'm like, ah, all right, I guess you're hired. Mm-hmm. So she starts working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she, she got introduced into, L- into L.A., pretty roughly like as she's walking up somebody's getting arrested behind her oh yeah dude this is like <laughs> this is la of the 80s this is like 
like fucking really, really corrupt. Like yeah. this is almost like Manhattan in the seventies. Okay, right? like where it's just a shithole. Yeah, and the way we get introduced into the bar scene, which I, I thought was cool, it mm-hmm. was it was a nice little like just party atmosphere. There was a, nothing but a good time. It was playing, or they were all singing mm-hmm. along, uh, showing that Drew and everybody inside, and then that, and then the robbery happens. So it kind of sets up the the vibe of this of this place, the Bourbon Room or mm-hmm. the Bourbon. Now, remember I said this movie was boring. Yeah, the first like half hour, I wasn't that bored. I'm like, okay, I like that nothing but a good time. Right, and I'm, okay, this is this is fine. And then Cruz gets introduced to Stacy Jacks, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then it just, for me, the rest of the way just gets slow okay. with the fucking Catherine Jeter Jones story. I didn't like that part of it. Yeah, like she's supposed to be like Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore is Al Gore's wife. She's the one who got the parental advisory labels on all the albums okay. for her musicians because she she led a group of like moms to fight like the devil. Here's the thing I don't get about this movie. Okay, so. Uh, oh, rock and roll is evil. Rock and roll is the devil. But they're protesting against like Def Leppard and Poison. Like, they're yeah. hair bands. Right. Shouldn't they be going after like fucking. Oh, there's a Motorhead uh, billboard yeah. right outside of the bourbon. Like, that's fucking like devil uh, music, dude. Oh, it's not, not Ario okay. Speedwagon. <laughs> you know, these are innocent. These yeah, are, these songs are fucking it's like innocent. The, the Screamo bands, the ones that you can't know, you know what they're saying, and they, they're like part of the names have Satan in it, and the cover art is an anarchist sign. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I can see you protesting those. Yeah. But, Def Leppard? And yeah. No, come on. Or poison? No way. No, it's it's just it's feel good music. Yeah, and I I don't, I almost feel weird calling it rock and roll because it's it's just, it's just not as heavy. Yeah. as I think rock well, and roll should be. Glam maybe. rock. Yeah, glam. Yeah, it's, it's glam rock. Sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're introduced into uh, into Walter White and his wife. Kathy Which Jones. when I saw, I was like, wh- I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like Cranston? Yeah. So Cranston comes out. He's I guess he's just been elected mayor. Yeah. Uh, and and he's uh. Talking about he's, he's doing his whole political speech. He wants to thing. clean up Hollywood. Yeah, clean clean up the streets. And uh, I guess whoever the commissioner Gordon person <laughs> saying, yeah. yeah, we need this, uh. we need the strip cleared up. You got it. Like, I'll get my wife on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes out, and I guess Catherine she's, Jones. Cause, yeah, Catherine Jones. And I guess she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna clean up the scourge that is rock and roll. Uh-huh. Which, and that's that, those are her words, even. Like uh, we're gonna take care of all this satanic, ritualistic uh, rock and roll music and get it off the streets and yeah, everybody's all excited about it. Uh, then what happened? Oh, we, we cut back to uh, to Drew and uh, the other one, Sherry, Juliana Huff. Yeah, Sherry. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're gonna celebrate because uh, you just got a job. So they go across the street to Tower Records, uh, which is which is. Did still you miss around. seeing? Ta- did you miss seeing Tower? I, I really don't care. Uh, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was never big on Tower Records. I like Tower because they had a really good. Uh, comic book selection. Oh, that's that right? true. Yeah, they had oh. good graphic novels. Yeah, all right. There. They had a whole section of that stuff. Overly priced. Yeah, but very nice selection. Mm-hmm. Along with some pretty good graphic. Uh, see, that was posters. back when it was cool, not cool to read comics. Oh, Unlike now, ah. these stupid fucking movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, for me, the music place I went to was was Warehouse. I used to go to Warehouse. That was that was, that was like because it was it was local. It was, uh-huh. it was close by, and I wasn't. If I went out to get music, I knew what I was getting. I wasn't going to go thumb through the records and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I was like, no, I want I want that album. I'm not going to tell you which <laughs> albums I was choosing at that time uh-huh. uh, for my own <laughs> for the fifth uh, Fifth Amendment privileges here. Uh, yeah, so th- th- this is when they break out the song in the music store, which I mentioned. Yeah, and then e- and then when they're done, everyone goes back to shopping like right. normal. And I'm like, okay, so well, was that in what's everyone's also kind head? Of cool here is uh, they're cutting back and forth between a jukebox hero in the store. And then I Love Rock and Roll with uh, Russell Brand and Alec Baldwin back mm-hmm. in the place. And then as soon as the song ends, Russell Brand and <laughs> Alec Baldwin are like like nose to nose. And like, oh, 
they both kind of get this like, oh, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yeah. So they're like, oh, they, they pull away. Meanwhile, we'll come back to them inside the music store. And they're like kind of face to face. And I guess uh, that's when they both fell in love mm-hmm. um, after singing and dancing. Well, we're told that Alec Baldwin owes a debt or he can't pay his taxes. Yeah. So he needs one last gig. Right. So he's going to hire Stacy Jacks and his band Arsenal to perform for one night only. Yeah. And hopefully the amount of money raised here will get him over the hump to pay his taxes. Because right. Catherine Zeta-Jones is hell-bent on this place closed. So she's going to look in their book. She's going to look at everything to find one little thing. I like the... The one thing, the, <laughs> if we even find a hair in the olives, we'll we'll shut them down. And yeah. then the the cook from the back is yeah, like, the boss, next scene cut right to. He's like, boss, we found some hair in the olives. And Al Baldwin, <laughs> very Jack Donaghy esque, yeah. he's like, then wash them off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. So so the the gig that they're depending on is is going to be Arsenal's last gig before Stacy Jacks. Yeah, before Stacy Jacks breaks off on his own to become mm-hmm. uh, Stacy Jacks. I guess. Yeah. So they're like, all right, this is this is going to be great. So and then we cut to back to uh, Captain Zeta Jones rallying her church members in a church. Oh, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, well, she's with, hit me of, with your best shot. Yeah, for some reason they have a giant picture of Stacey Jacks in the church wall. Yes, and they're all pointing at it. Look at that! Look at him! Everybody, look at him! Oh, we hate him! We're gonna get him! Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, uh, Walter White takes the secretary to the <laughs> to the back. To the, yeah, what do you call he, it? He got spanked yeah, to the rectory. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's fooling around with his uh, secretary while mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Jones is uh, doing a bunch of high kicks yeah. and uh, singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot, uh, which seems like a weird song to put there. Isn't it that – isn't the way musicals are, when you break into the song, isn't it a way to express, like, dialogue or more of the story? Yeah. I feel like some of these musical numbers, it's just there just so they can sing it. Uh, no. Like, like, you know how in Aladdin, like, the the um, the – Riff raff, street, street raff, like he's telling yeah. you that he's a street rat and keep. how he wants yeah. more, right? Mm-hmm. So that's progressing like the story forward. Yeah. I feel like some of these song choices, it's just like Catherine Zeta-Jones can sing, so let's just have her sing this song. Well, for the, the point of this song in this uh-huh. in this scene was to, it was kind of like foreshadowing that uh-huh. she has been burnt by Stacey Jacks. Oh, okay. Which but, we find out later. Yeah. But that, but that, that that's kind of her whole thing is, uh, what does it say? Uh, uh, Broken Little Hearts Like the One to Me. It's like, so she's singing to him... Uh, you screwed me over, but you're not you're not putting me down. I'm still coming after you. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's her. It's a it's a loose loose fitting, okay. but it, but it does fit. And this was actually my least favorite scene in the entire movie, though. Okay, but but it, it whatever moves mm-hmm. along fine. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Not scroll text. It's just moving forward. Yeah, well, it's just like well, they needed to give her something to sing about, uh-huh. and uh, that song was the closest thing it would fit to what maybe could be here. Mm-hmm. So fine. Who sings "Hit Me with Your Best Shot"? Does anybody know? No. Okay. I can find out for you. All okay. right, please do. Uh, it's gonna bother me. All right. Well, it's it's not devil music if they're singing it, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have we met Giamatti yet? Uh, not yet. No, we see him when they're at Madison Square Garden, right? No, we're about to right now. Yes. So now, now it cuts to back to the Bourbon where Arsenal's about to perform, or Ar- Arsenal comes in, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, Stacey. Oh no, stay. Uh, mm. Ha. It, yeah, they're trying to find. They're trying to find Stacy Jacks, and he's he's like just like buried under a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is at the Madison Square Garden. Because remember, he calls him. Remember, Alec Baldwin calls Paul Giamatti, yeah. and he answers him on that big phone. And this is when we first see right. Stacy Jacks. Yeah, because 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 uh, after we find out that they're waiting on Arsenal's last performance to be the savior of Bourbon, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin calls Giamatti up to like, hey, so you're still on, right? We're yeah. still on for Friday. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Oh yes. Giamatti pulls out the phone out of his uh, pouch, and he's and, he, and he's and he's got the the ponytail. <laughs> yes, like like a typical eighties yeah. fucking exec with the, with the, his bald goes all the way back to like the center of the back of his head. Uh huh. <laughs> he's bald. Yeah. yeah, his bald spot. Yeah. Oh, the song you were singing, but your best shots done by Pat Benatar. Pat there you Benatar. Go. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. There's like three Pat Benatar songs in this oh, yeah, yeah. whole movie. Okay, well, it's not very devil esque. Right, that's fine. Again, right. <laughs> although she does, doesn't she sing "Hell is for Children"? Um. I don't know. I think okay, maybe. Anyway, Giamatti was good in this. Dude. Yeah, so good, so good. Uh huh. Yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, hey, no problem. Yeah, of course, he's, everything's in, everything's fine. Everything's. I'm looking at Stacey Jacks right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just flipped you off. <laughs> he's yeah. so funny. Gotta uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs up on him. This is this is where we first see Stacey Jacks, mm-hmm. which I thought was was a good reveal, which was a nice little like. This is this is this is the character you guys are going to be dealing with for the rest of the movie. So he's he's ripped with abs, and then like on his hip bones, he has like two. He has like six shooters pointing down to his yeah, tick tattoos. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's, he's he's got this like it's it's underwear, it's, but it's, it's a, a cock piece with like a devil head or something it, on it. Look, it looks like a it looks like back to Aladdin, kind of like a it was like a giant monkey's mouth open with a ruby gem inside of it. Oh, the cave of wonders. Yeah, it yeah. looked it looked kind of like that to me. Okay, uh, and then he just kind of gets up and like. <laughs> Hey, Stacy, we got to get on stage. He's like, I am on stage. And then he jumps into his jacuzzi or whatever's <laughs> well, in there. I thought he fell. I thought oh, he yeah, he fell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy falls over into this, yeah. into this moat he has in his dressing room for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you get the vibe that just he's just like, he's just totally out of it. Yeah. Just on cruise control kind mm-hmm. of mode. Oh, oh cruise. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's now the night of the Arsenal show. Yeah. Cut to... And we find out that all the members of the opening band went to rehab. Do you right. remember that scene? Alec Baldwin's like, uh, yeah. what about what about him? Rehab. What about this guy? Rehab. Damn. Right. Was all it of like them? The stone balls are out. Yeah. What, all of them? Yeah. Well, they had heavy balls or something. Yeah. There's a lot of ball jokes. <laughs> yeah. Concrete balls, I think. Whatever. So Sherry tells Alec Baldwin, hey, why don't you use Drew? He has a band. Yeah. And he's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> After some convincing fine, call your hands up, holds up a phone. Call your bandmates, get him here. Hey guys! <laughs> and it's like everyone working there. Yeah. And then he's, he's, and then Baldwin says, like, does nobody ever just want to be a bartender? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's about to get on stage. Stacey Jacks is in there. He's uh, uh, a reporter's now come to interview. It's Malin Ackerman, who was the from chick the from Watchmen. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was in Watchmen. Ooh. She was the, the uh, main chick. Oh, okay. The she, main chick here. Okay. Mm-hmm. That explains why she looks somewhat familiar. Yeah. Uh, so she goes in to interview him, and and Stacy Jacks is just being all like, "Whatever, man, blah blah blah," mm-hmm. and just like giving stupid answers to get her get her out of there. Mm-hmm. And then she calls him on his shit, and kind of like, then they do they do a song where uh, it was wanted. I think they did. Oh yeah, dead or alive. Now I fucking love this song, dude. Right. I love Bon Jovi's "Wanted." Okay, it's from Young Guns too, I think. Okay. Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, okay. Here it comes. Cruise is going to sing at some point. And when I heard this, I'm like, holy shit. Right? He can actually sing. It was nice. It was, it, he, 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 he did good. And just like his whole, cause he portrayed the way that I <laughs> feel like it should be portrayed. Yes. Like, I, I don't, I don't know these rock people at all. I, uh-huh. I don't watch a lot of documentaries or whatnot about them, but. <laughs> Very well, Adam. Very well. This, this seems, this seems accurate to me. And I would, I would buy this. Mm-hmm. So he was believable. Absolutely. Absolutely, he he dove into that role, and that was uh, that he was Stacey Jacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know what I thought was really funny? It, it's this next part. It's when they Russell Brand has to introduce 
uh, Drew's band. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, uh, what's your name, mate? And he goes, Wolfgang von Colt. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. And, and you're sticking with that, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? You're sticking, sticking with that, with that. <laughs> are you? <laughs> and the, the musical style is of uh, Wolfgang von, and he says something else. He, he says Van Colt. He's yeah. like, it's Von. It's not and helping. He goes, <laughs> that ah, doesn't help, mate. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, right before he gets on stage, he looks over because uh, Tom Cruise just finished his song and he's all like uh, in this weird funk because of this reporter chick. And uh, she, she broke through a shell, dude. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nobody mm-hmm. sees me the way you see me or whatever. <laughs> and uh, but then he, he's out of scotch. So he sends Sherry. Sherry. Uh, to, I, guess, I, I, keep on, I, I want to call her Stacy. Yeah. But, but that's, that's Tom Cruise. Um, sends her to get scotch out of his car and bring it back to him. Uh-huh. So she brings him scotch, leaves the room, and as he's leaving the room, Tom Cruise is coming out, and uh, she's like adjusting her top, right? And he's putting his hand down his pants for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> they don't explain why. Well, I'm sure he's 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 uh first legitimate boner probably he's had in a long time because his reporter. Oh yeah, yeah, got him all riled right. up. Yeah. Or it's possible he might have an STD. That's also a very strong possibility. Yes. <laughs> So Drew sees and he winks. <laughs> yeah, Stacy Jacks winks at him like almost like a good luck wink or whatever. Yeah. So he thinks, oh well, she just banged Stacy Jacks. So Rosa Brand's like, come on, mate, Wolfgang von Colt, and yeah. he's just he's uh he's not moving, and he finally goes on stage and he goes, I want to rock, and it starts that yeah. song. I like I like the way they transition to that. Okay, let me ask you something. Yeah. So in this world, did Journey not make? That fucking song because when they're at yes. the date on the Hollywood sign, yeah, he does the song and then he, remember the part where he goes, uh, he's singing and, yeah. and it goes on and on, <laughs> yeah, and, on, and, on and, and on, yeah. So in this world, one Jer- does Journey exist and two they didn't make this song. It was this kid. No, well because the, the, I, I guess because he said I wrote you this song. Right. Well, because at the at the very end of the movie, it's Arsenal's song. Arsenal's yeah. performing it. Yes. So Arsenal's so Ar- Journey. <laughs> I don't know. Is that possible? I don't know. Well, in this in this one, basically they uh, <laughs> they do have some uh, liberties where they change the whoever wrote the first song originally. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, there's basically in this bit journey doesn't exist. Okay. But um, uh, yes, they do because I got nothing. See the the, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'm thinking is all of these songs that are in the movie. They're not like singing these songs. Like it's almost like these are original songs for this musical. Oh, so in this world, none of these bands exist. Right. None of these specific bands. Yeah. Exist. Yeah. None of these yeah. songs or yeah. bands exist. Bon Jovi doesn't exist. Okay. Um, the Pat Benatar doesn't exist. I guess these these Def are all Leopard like doesn't exist. Right. These okay. are all original songs for this musical. Yeah. Ah, that's I'm the also way I see it. I'm also told that a lot of the um, people that sang the original songs actually played cameos in the movie as well. Yeah. There was some. There were some cameos on the. Uh, one of my favorite scenes or favorite mashups, which we'll get to later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who it was. I'm sure you have it there, Macho. We'll, we'll Probably I do. Okay. Was it the, was it the, we're not gonna, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Okay. So he gets on stage, he rocks the house, and, but, but at the same time, Julianne, uh, uh, Sherry, Sherry, she's, she's warned by one of the other waitresses, like, all right, that's over. Say goodbye to that guy. Like, because when the, when the spotlight goes on, it yeah. keeps us out. Right. Or keep, keeps us in the shadows or something. Right. Pretty much. It washes us out. So, yeah. So so Drew is fucking killing it. Yeah. No one has ever heard of this song. Right. He, I have. He wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> in this world. He either improved it right there on the spot or this was the song they were originally going to do. Right. And meanwhile, who's in the who's in the wings fucking salivating over this new kid? Yeah, man. Marty, dude. Super he's like bald, man. He's like, "Oh, this is our new guy." <laughs> yes. By the way, he's got this ridiculous mustache. It's it's just like huge uh-huh. and like too big and different color from the rest of his hair. And it kind of, it's hanging in a weird way, mm-hmm. but it, but it fits his character perfectly. It just it is, it's not just like it's not off putting. It's just like yeah, 
That's about right. And he has a really good, like, sinister look <laughs> while he's checking out Drew. Yes. And like, you could just see pl- him plotting. Right. It's like a line, like, oh, I'm going to eat that dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so creepy when you say it like that. <laughs> so Stacey Jacks, they, they rock They rock the house. Stacey Jacks goes up, and then they rock the house. Yeah. So Paul... Uh, well, Drew goes outside because, like, he, he just finished his set. He's all excited. He's got a bottle of something. And then Sherry comes out. Yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, fuck out of here. Yeah. Can I help you with something? I don't need you. There's plenty of yous. <laughs> There's only one of me. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I quit. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Baldwin has like, four, what is it, 45 Gs or something? Uh, it's like $32,620. Yeah. So Paul Giovanni <laughs> comes in with a bodyguard. Yeah. And he says, actually, we're going to change the term. Tr- we're going to change the terms of our agreement. Right. Stacey Jacks gets 90% at the door, 100% at the bar, 100% of merchandise. 100% and, of the merchandise, 20% of the bar. And something uh, else. Yeah. Which equals, and he's calculating while Russell Brand's also calculating, uh, $320 or $32,260. Yeah. Which is like, oh, but you owe me $6 because of the way, like, ex- exact, yeah. almost exactly how much uh-huh. cash they had. And he's like, I'll go ahead, keep it. I don't like singles anyway. Right. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's perfect for that yes. role. Yes. Oh, oh by, by the way, the, the way he got right before that, we got to that, uh, when, when, oh, fucking Stacy quit, not Re- Juliana Huff. Sherry. Sherry. I'll get it. I'll get it. Sherry runs inside and, and Drew's about to chase her because he, I think he realizes, oh, shit, I was a dick. Uh-huh. But Giamatti stops him, like, yep. hold on. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, all these uh, Axel Rose, Stacy Jacks. Wait, he said Axel Rose, didn't he? Yeah. So he does exist. Yeah, but they didn't do a, a Guns N' Roses song. Oh, they, so did? in this world, oh, okay. Guns N' Roses exists because they didn't do one of their songs. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So he's like, yeah, I'll, what they all have in common is heartbreak and a long career. So you stay with me, leave the girl, and I'll give you fame. I'm like, hmm, all right. So he kind of buys in on that. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to stealing the money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, one of the bodyguards is Kevin Nash, Diesel. Yeah, man. Ex-pro wrestler. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Kevin Nash was also in, uh, did you watch, I know it's an Adam Sandler movie, but did uh-huh. you watch The Longest Yard? Absolutely. He's the- I, I actually enjoyed that movie. Okay. He's the fo- He's the guard who, they give him all that estrogen. Oh, <laughs> yes. so, so he's like, so, so when he tries to, when he tries to sack Sadler, he's like, ah! he's trying to, he doesn't try to tackle him, he tries to yell at him. And he's like, oh, you, you really tricked me, Adam yeah. Sadler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Kevin Nash. And, and he's the bodyguard in this one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so fucking, <laughs> they, oh. they sing Pour Some Sugar on Me, Stacey Jacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, fucking Cruz does that song too? Hold on, we, we skipped over one way. The scenes I laughed the loudest at uh-huh. during the whole movie is when Stacey Jacks first comes into the bourbon mm-hmm. and uh, he meets with Alec Baldwin. And, uh, They're rock brothers, right? Yeah, like me and you were survivors, man. It burned everybody, but it killed all the cockroaches, but we still survived. So we're going to do this and we're going to burn this place down. It's like, all right. No, I mean, literally, when we're, when I'm done performing, we're burning this place down. Cause you can't hold the Phoenix. Yeah. Cause you, <laughs> cause you, get, cause you can't cage the Phoenix, man. And Baldwin's like, okay, oh, I, I guess Stacey. that makes sense. Like, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> you can't cage a Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and uh, as soon as he turns around, Alec Baldwin's like, puts his hand on his, on his, on his face, like, what just happened? <laughs> I had to pause it because I was laughing too hard on that. Was yeah, that was a good so one. So good. <laughs> so Cruz sings Pour Some Sugar on Me, a song I actually really like. That's yeah. Def Leppard. And I'm like, damn, dude, fucking Stacy Jacks, dude. Mm-hmm. I can see why all these chicks are fainting whenever he walks by. Like, like Cruz has that, that oh my rock star God. charisma yes. in this movie. The, the way he's walking around, just like, yeah, he was oozing sex appeal. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was weird. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, 
I feel like I've seen him in look better in other movies. But, oh yeah, but with this, it's just, it's just the whole persona was just like, yeah, wow. He has that rock star vibe. Yeah, right. from fur coat to every to like cowboy hat. Yeah, right. you know, I was actually um, interested about that Kevin Nash character that you guys were talking about just mm-hmm. a little bit ago. That actually, I've seen him in more than one movie that actually like turned my head a couple times when I first saw him. He was in Magic movie. Mike. Yeah, both Magic Mikes. Oh, The Punisher. Yes, he's the Russian, the the Punisher with John Travolta. Right. Yeah. He's the Russian that fights uh, Frank Castle. Fell down the stairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about him before then, like recently. Yeah. John Wick. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Well, pro wrestling is act half of its acting. Well, when, absolutely. When you go on the mic and and it's like it doesn't matter what your name is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all that shit. Okay. <laughs> I found out that his first movie he ever made was in 1991. He was the Super Shredder. Mm-hmm. He was the body double. Oh, and Ninja Turtles the uh, too. Yeah. he's uh-huh. the one knocking down the the the, the oh yeah the pier so like bad move. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Right. Go uh, Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yes, Vanilla Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good segue because what happens next is, um, Giamatti is presenting Drew around town. Yes, and everyone's like, "Oh, Rock's dead." Do you have any? Uh, do you have anything about that pop stuff? Yeah, and he pretty much turns him into like a vanilla ice looking guy. Absolutely. Like they cut his hair short and he wears yeah. all these baggy pants. It's like a white version of like Color Me Bad or something. Uh huh. Color- well, Color Me Bad had white guys in it. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, I don't think it had one white guy. I think, I, think I, I might be thinking Crisscross. No, Crisscross two black right. kids. Yeah, yeah. Their, their clothes were backwards. Right, but if, if that yeah, kind he's of- like a poppy yeah like boy band version of that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Giobotti's like, don't worry. Yeah. It's going to work. Yeah. Like, he's like Joey Z. On the block. Yeah. He's, he's part of the uh, Z guys. Z guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Z guys. Double the, double the, the E, double the flavor. Yeah. Double the E, double the Z, double the flavor. But because I guess the, uh, what, are they, what are they called? New guys? The, the new guys, uh-huh. I guess, already exist. Yes. So they are the new guys. <laughs> the Z guys. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, yes. sh- and Sherry is like, she winds up working at a strip club. Yeah. As like a dancer, was she a waitress or a dancer? She was a dancer. Started off as a waitress, then she became a dancer. Yes, that that was a, that was a moving scene for me. Uh-huh. As as she was as she was leaving the 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 bourbon, mm-hmm. she, she was singing "Hard in My Heart," and she's kind of like it, it's raining on her, and she's just like totally just destroyed because she loved this guy, and then he was a dick. Mm-hmm. So, and then Mary J. Blige comes in like she, oh. she runs strip club, yeah, and they do "Here I Go." Here I go again. On yeah, my own. That, that's, that's the uh, that's the whole thing. That while Giamatti's turning him into yes. a Z boy, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a funny scene when Mary J. Blige picks her off the floor when she's crying in, uh, in the rain. It, like brings her inside with an umbrella, and it cuts just to the left. There's a homeless guy kind of sitting there, and he's like, "All right, uh-huh. so what about me?" Yeah, but that was a that whole idea. Like, oh, <laughs> taking care of the woman, but leave the homeless guy there. Yeah. Cool, good uh-huh. job, nice dead mother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, she gets in the strip club. There's another song there, and uh, she starts working. Any way you want it, I think it was. Uh, that, yeah, well, that comes a little bit later. This was uh, "Shadows of the Night" as they were singing. Mm. Uh, so it was a "Heart of My Heart" with a mashup of "Shadows of the Night." Uh, here I go again with Drew, uh, and then we get to Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand, uh-huh. which every scene Alec Baldwin was in was was hilarious to me. I just okay. I loved it so much because when this first happened, was it more Jack Donaghy? Were you just seeing Jack Donaghy because of that? Or? I don't know. It's his delivery. It's, maybe he's the only role that was intentionally made to be comedic mm-hmm. versus everything else was just more of a story. Mm-hmm. But this this was hilarious. Because you got Russell Brand. He starts singing, uh, can't fight this feeling anymore. And it's just like, and then Alec Baldwin comes in and sings with it. And just, 
that that was that was hilarious. Yeah, and they realize that they're in love. Yeah, I I love flashbacks when they flash back to him being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, and and Russell Brand's like twir- twirling his hair like a chick, like oh, I hope I get the job. Right, and then the flash forwarding to them like on merry go rounds and uh, all these cute things together. <laughs> And he's like showing him how to like, like throw. Oh, he's showing him how to putt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in golf, he's standing right behind him. So good. Yeah. Every time I hear this song now in in, in regular life, there's there's a, there's, a whole, there's the line that Jack uh, Donaghy, uh, the Baldwin says like, and uh, even as we go, I'm keeping you in sight, and he has this like, this fierce look. Oh yeah, right at the camera. <laughs> it's like ah. I just, every time I hear that song, I just I have to shake my do that kind of like head whip. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking to you. Yes. <laughs> keeping you in sight. <laughs> So they kiss and they realize they're in love. And then right. the, that, the, the chef or the cook right. comes back. He goes, not, not Jesus. Hey, boss. <laughs> hey, boss. The beer guy's here. Tell the beer guy I'm in love. Or yeah. he says something like Tell that. Tell the guy I'm busy. Busy falling in love. <laughs> totally Jack Donaghy delivery too. Uh-huh. And where <laughs> was like, his okay. shadow laugh? Dude? He should have done the shadow laugh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Then we get to the any way you want it with the strippers. Yeah. Because you find out, hey, if you want to make real money, you want to have power, you get up on that stage. Mm-hmm. On the stage, you're untouchable. Which, yes. I, which I thought I've never was seen a, a strip line. club where everyone keeps their clothes on. That, that was right. Well, maybe it was a burlesque show, maybe? Well, it, it, it could just be a non-topless bar, just with women like dancing on a pole. That's because it's PG-13. That's possibly right. that's true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, the truth is, you're not allowed to be touched on the, while you're on stage. See, but that's not... They do flex that a little. There's not, that's not always a rule. <laughs> that's not always a rule. In theory, you're not supposed to. But right. if you're there constantly throwing money out, they're not going to say anything. Right. Especially when she comes halfway off the stage and is halfway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plus, uh, as long as you're not like groping them, there is a little bit of touching accepted. Like there is a little, yeah. there's some leeway there. Right. How do you guys know this? I've, I've seen movies and documentaries and friends. <laughs> I have people told me Podcasts. stories. Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Other things. That's what my wife Sarah always asks me. She goes, "How do you know all this stuff about like whatever? Like, I'll, I'll give her some fact. Oh, did you know in World War Two? You know, da 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 da. How did you know that? I go podcast. Okay, yeah, podcast. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go with podcasting as well. <laughs> so, but I, I did find it funny. There's like when you're on stage, you're untouchable. Like, mm-hmm. well, well. Mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> yeah. So now we, we get back to Drew uh, doing his uh, Z Boys uh-huh. uh, vid- music video. Uh, and it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's like worse than vanilla ice. It's, it's like worse. <laughs> it's like, it's a horrible. It's worse than like, uh, not the Backstreet Boys, uh, new kids on the block. It's like worse than that. Oh, okay. And... Yeah. Mm. So, uh, I guess, uh, so Drew tells Giamatti like, dude, we're, we're doing a music video. We haven't even performed anywhere. He's like, you want to perform? I'll get you to perform. <laughs> he calls up, uh, Alec Baldwin again. Hey, I got, uh, Stacey Jacks for you on his first show ever at your place. You keep all the proceeds. Uh, but you got to have this guy open the band too, which smart, but super, super dicky because he's not intending on Stacey Jacks being there at all. He's just mm-hmm. saying that so that he gets the venue. So what's his like exit plan here? Uh, Is he intentionally trying to fuck Baldwin over? Yeah. Again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because because he kn- he knows I can get you a venue, and this is a good this is a big venue. This will this will convince Drew to do what he has to do. Mm-hmm. So I'll get you this. Um, meanwhile, she, he goes back to the office and, uh, Stacey Jacks is waiting in his office for him because the article came out from the Rolling Stones and it did not say some good things. Mm. It said a lot of, it was from the previous time he was at the Bourbon. Right. Oh, by the way, Tom Cruise, uh, has a monkey. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his name is Heyman. Heyman. So, <laughs> hey, man. So, Heyman's trashing his, uh, his office. Uh, Stacey Jacks is kind of just laying there, makes him read the article. 
And this is a, this is a perfect Giamatti scene. Mm-hmm. Perfect Giamatti scene. Well, um, <laughs> he has that squirmy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the article says. And so it turns out that uh, we took almost all of the proceeds from that night. Is that true? <laughs> uh, well, uh, Stacy, it's not not true, right? <laughs> there are parts that are true that I wish were less true, but and some of the parts that were false I wish were truer. But there's there a actually, lot of falser things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic, classic Jumati so so, delivery, dude. Yes. <laughs> so he t- pretty much tells him you're fired. Yeah, first peas on him. Uh, filters filters through this hundred fifty year old uh, scotch. Uh-huh. He's drinking it as he's peeing on him because uh, <laughs> he refuses to pour the scotch and waste it. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's fired. Uh, and then he goes off. And I love uh, he calls Rolling Stone to try to find that reporter trick, and it's yeah. T J Miller who yes. who answers it. Uh huh. <laughs> and and the reporter's name is Constance. Yeah. And, and he asks for Clementine or Cinderella. Some, Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> Are you asking for the fictional person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, she wrote an article. Oh, you're talking about Constantine. Or Constance. Which Not- I guess sounds like Cinderella. <laughs> no, but she's covering the Stacey Jacks show. I have a show tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you Stacey Jacks? <laughs> <laughs> at, at that point, at that point, he's like, he's off, he's off the, the phone and he's yeah. taking off. So then, then I love TJ Miller. TJ Miller is, um, his delivery is awesome because it's yeah. so deadpan and like straight. Yeah. Have you seen Get Him to the Greek? Yes. He's he's the he's the one where um, Jonah Hill he works at the front desk of the hotel where he goes, "Hi, I'm looking for my friend. Uh, he's a guest at your hotel. Last name Cocaine. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, because Russell Brand wants cocaine. Oh. Not in this movie, but in Get Him to the Greek. Okay. So we, so he goes, "Are you asking me for cocaine?" And Jonah Hill's like. Yeah, you know where I can get some. He goes, "What do you think you're? Are you are you a fucking retard? You're coming here and ask me in a Las Vegas hotel if I can get you some cocaine?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." And TJ Miller's like, "Meet me in the back in ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound familiar. Now you mention it. Uh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, we cut now back to the Hollywood sign where uh, Drew is out there drowning his sorrows. Uh, also, Juliana Huff is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's also, and they kind of meet by chance, like, oh, hey, this is weird, awkward, I'm in a boy band, I'm a dancer, mm-hmm. uh, so why'd you cheat on me? Oh, I didn't cheat on you, you thought I cheated on you? No, I didn't cheat on you, oh my god, I'm such an idiot, uh, here's a song I finished, mm-hmm. uh, it's called, uh, Don't Stop Believing" by J- uh, Drew. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like Journey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes off, Stacey Jacks, uh, I guess, you know, he heads, he heads to the place. Meanwhile, outside of the, of the bourbon, we have... The two camps. We have the Casentino Jones camp and the Rockers. They're mm-hmm. just like across the street. And uh, oh shit, who's that guy in the middle? He's from SNL. It's Will Forte. Will Forte. Mm-hmm. He's he, the news reporter. Right. He's good. I like. I like him and stuff. Too. And he goes back and forth. Yeah. He's he's like. Uh, say, they start singing a song and they, they start doing uh. We're not gonna take it. We built this city. Yeah. That's a, a, a Russell Brand into the microphone and start singing that. Casentino Jones comes out. We're not gonna take it. And. Twisted Sister. Right. And so Will Forte Ooh. is running back and forth mm-hmm. trying to mic both sides. Well, that's mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, 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 was, that, that was my favorite matchup. That okay. was very, very good. <laughs> and and this, this is where we have the, the cameos where um, – Yeah. Uh, who was it? I think, it was, I think Ario Speedwagon was in there. Someone from the Ario Speedwagon was in there. Yeah. And also oh, – was, was Pat Benter on that one? I didn't see her. I Somebody. saw um, – I don't know. Well uh, – Speedwagon, Kevin Cronin, uh, Sebastian Bachlow, Skid Row, Deborah Debbie from Gibson. No, Gibson, as Gibson. 
Debbie Gibson? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. Constantine Mariolis. Oh, yeah. She was apparently a winner of uh, some sort of singing competition. Mm. One of the, I, I want to say American Idol, maybe. I don't know. Star Search? That was around in, in the 80s. That was around in the period. Okay. I don't know. Porcelain Black, Eli Roth. All right. Well, Stacey Jack shows up and he recognizes Catherine Zeta Jones and he's, I love how he talks to this movie. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, you're that, uh, you're that one chick. Uh. Yeah. Penny? What's his name? Penny Patty. or Jenny? Patty. Patty. Because her, her name's Patricia. Mm-hmm. So, Patty, tits have held up nicely. <laughs> that, that's how he talks to me. He just puts his hand right on the tits. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. This is where your heart is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so at this point, Russell Brand runs inside, pulls out the first Arsenal album. Hey, it turns out she was a groupie. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, we'll come back to Walter White. Uh, <laughs> she's our Watergate. <laughs> yeah, she's our Watergate. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. So the whole thing kind of tumbles down. And the way that he walks up to her and like is talking to her, and she's just kind of like turns into a puddle. Mm-hmm. It was That was – he licked his fingers. It, uh, it, I'm a little confused as to what happened there. What do you mean? I feel like there was a he licked his fingers and then did something else before he walked away. Is that possible? Because the, the way she kind of like was like ah oh that's cool. I, I that th- that's what I got that implication, but maybe I'm reading into it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Z boys they take the stage and they get booed very badly mm-hmm. and very properly so. And I think they're being uh, lip synced, right? Probably. Yeah, I think I, I remember hearing something like, uh, "You're not actually going to sing; you're just going to lip sync." Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So they got the, head, the wireless mics and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees Sherry at the bar, right? And he runs off stage. He's like, "Oh, Sherry! Yeah, I miss you, baby. Yeah, I'm sorry. I tried mm-hmm. whatever. It's fine. Let's make out." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, everything seems to be happy. And Baldwin gets a thing of money from Stacy Jacks. It's like forty grand in a bag, right? Delivered by Kevin Nash. Yeah, and it says, uh, "To my rock brother, yeah. Stacy." Right. So now they can pay the debt to the bar. And- right. Oh, by the way, there was a weird caveat. If they don't pay their debt by midnight at that night, uh-huh. then the city can take it back, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure nothing ever works I feel like there. if you owe taxes, they can take it immediately. Right. But I, I can see why they would give you an opportunity to. Right. But at midnight, <laughs> it's not 6 p.m. when we close our offices. <laughs> you know, well, this is the close of business day. Yeah. 11, well, that's not close of business day. 11.45, but... pounding on the windows. Hey, I got the money, guys. <laughs> uh, cashier checks only, sir. Damn it. It was the nearest gas station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at this point, uh, they're, boot- they're being booed off stage. And then, uh, uh, again, Juliana Huff's character, uh, Sherry. 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 Uh, she has an idea. All right, I'll save everybody. And she comes out and starts doing her own song. Or she starts singing. Don't Stop Believing. Right. The one song that uh, was uh, was Drew was the one yeah, that like, Drew wrote, he wrote it. For? it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Everyone loves the song. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention, Paul Giamatti gets knocked out by the monkey. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is awesome. It just punches him. Yeah. Hey, man punches him. Yeah. Because he's saying like, no, rock is dead or like, yeah, yeah. whatever. And then Hey, man punches him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you, when you saw Adam, were you like, no? No, it was fine. He, okay. he needed to be punched out. Yeah. <laughs> the character did anyway. Especially by Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Stacey Jacks loves the song. So he hires Drew, I guess, to write his songs. Because now yeah. Stacey Jacks is performing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he hears it through his sexual act with Constance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're getting busy in the back, destroying the bathroom, getting covered with condoms. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was on a vending machine in the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's like, there's a cameo right there, especially when they I guess when, he, uh, when they're having sex and the guy walks out. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. they they knocked in the stall of somebody sitting there, and they, they looked like he should have been somebody from yeah. famous, but I don't know who Maybe. it was. 
But yeah, that's pretty much it. So they see they start singing together. Drew and Sherry start singing on stage, mm-hmm. and then it does this kind of weird camera thing where it switches. Now it's Tom Cruise singing on stage in front and of the sold out audience. Stadium. Is it Dodger Stadium? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, come on out, big old thing. And then it cuts to people in the audience. You got Mary J. Blige singing. Alec mm-hmm. Baldwin, Russell Brand have a singing part as well. And uh, Casuzia Jones is back to her groupy look. Right. A lot of feels, a lot mm-hmm. of feels. That that song, once this, the way it started unfolding, I just it, I I started getting emotional in a weird way. Don't stop believing. Yeah, I was really drunk at my wedding a few <laughs> months ago, and apparently that was the last song of the night. Okay, which I specifically asked DJ not to play. Uh, I see, but you were sober enough to 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 hear it and know it. No, no, you I told. was told later. On. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Because I've heard that song so many times, and to the point where it's played out and it's almost irritating. Yeah. But seeing it done in this way, it it, it made me feel things, and was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Okay. Like I said, music music has a weird way of striking emotions within me, and this this movie, I think that's why I like the movie so much because these are all songs that I know, mm-hmm. and they're they're now assigned extra emotional uh, emotions emotions <laughs> through the movie, so it just it, it gets a lot of feels. Okay. In your pants. And yeah. <laughs> well, there's another line that uh, Alec Baldwin said when when the Z Boys came out on stage. He's like, "Oh my god, I just threw up." <laughs> Muscle Man looks at him, "Where?" In my pants, out of my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Rock of Ages. That was Rock of Ages. Well, that's our opinion of the movie. But like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of them. But we have zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics. Do you want to hear good reviews or bad reviews first? Let's start with the bad. Okay. Glenn Kenny of the MSN Movies says, A cinematic endeavor that, for all intents and purposes, is asking the consumer to put down his or her money to watch movie stars do karaoke. <laughs> That's because they didn't know, realize that they actually did sing. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. It's not super inaccurate. But, uh, what do you, what do you, all right. <laughs> Manola Dargis of the New York Times says, It looks like Disneyland and sounds well like a bre- bad Broadway musical with all the power belting and jazz hand choreography that implies. Huh. All right. Joe Williams of the St. Lo- Louis Post-Dispatch says, To his credit, campy director Adam Shankman knows that his source material is a joke, but it's a joke at the expense of musical history. So do you think Ooh. that they... Did you think they were making like a... Did you think they were being cheesy? Like you knew... Yes. You know how you were like, yeah. these movies know they're ridiculous, so I'm yes. okay with it? This movie knew it was being ridiculous, okay. for sure. Okay. It had to have. Okay. So some, some of the dialogue was just like, oh, are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> uh, Alonzo Duarte of The Rap, he's one of the guys from the Rotten Tomatoes panel. He was like the heavy guy with glasses. Okay. This is this yeah. guy. Two hours of Reagan-era pop hits recorded in a way that makes kids bop sound like Glee and Glee sound like Guar. Wow. Oh, Guar? Nice. You've heard of gore, right, Adam? I, if I've heard it, of it. It's like yeah. death metal where they dress in these crazy Super costumes. crazy awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those people perform. It's not good. Uh, time, now it's time for the good reviews. Okay. Kenneth Turan of the LA Times says, Blessed with unstoppable energy and undeniably body sense of fun and Tom Cruise and backless leather pants, <laughs> it takes songs you may never have loved and turns them into a musical that's easy to enjoy. I agree with that 100%. Chrissy Lemire of the Associated Press says, if this era was a formative time in your life and you're feeling a yearning for kitsch- kitschy nostalgia, Rock of Ages provides a sufficiently fun little escape. All right. Finally, Roger Ebert, Ooh, good one, yeah. Sh- Chicago Sun-Times says, the actors are having a lot of fun and the production values of the musical numbers are slick and high-spirited. Absolutely. 
Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. This is part of the show where I make the guys guess the score of the movie based on its Rotten Tomatoes score. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst critics and the audience. 0 to 59% is rotten, 60 to 84% is fresh, and 85% up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Uh, let's do the audience. Okay. Okay. What? Uh, this is came out wrong. What? Or did it? Sure. It's tough because I enjoyed this a lot, uh-huh. and I I, it's, I can't imagine people not liking it because it is just it's just it's just a fun movie with songs that everybody knows and you can like sing along to and whatnot. There's got to be some dissenters though, but how many dissenters? I I want to say sixty five. Okay. Ooh, why would you do that to me? Um, uh, seventy. Fifty-four percent oh, no. rotten with the audience. With the audience now, oh, the critics. I, oh no, I expect less from the critics. Damn it. Uh, forty-nine. Okay, sixty. Forty-one percent. Oh. It is rotten. Oh, that's a shame. It's a good song. So I like it. It's a good movie. Such a fun movie. Now it's time for trivia. This is part of the show where I give out little bits of facts or info you may not know about the movie. The Hit Me With Your Best Shot number uses the choreography from the ending of Michael Jackson's Beat It video. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess that this is the very last scene when she right, right first down the door does yeah. a kick. That does. That, mm-hmm. Okay. That's familiar. Tom Cruise uh, took voice lessons for four and a half months. Nice. His routine also included push-ups and ab work. All right. It's very Tom Cruise. Absolutely. Uh, Def Leppard coincidentally happened to be touring in America at the time of the film shooting and were able to to be present on the day that Tom Cruise filmed his interpretation of their song, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh, so was that a Def Leppard concert? Uh, Maybe. That would be amazing. I think they might have been at the concert and said, okay, we're going to bring Tom Cruise out. Audience, go. I heard they did something like that with uh, 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 Pacino. But you know, it did a movie recently, I think, where he was supposed to be on stage for some reason. Oh, was that Danny Collins? Maybe. Where he's like a mu- mu- musician yeah. or something? Well, yeah. In the, in the middle of uh, some other, so somebody else's concert, they mm-hmm. bring him out to film that one scene. Yeah. Where it, he's there. It might have been Danny Collins. Okay. Yeah. Finally, the Alec Baldwin thing where he looks stiff. Yeah. Oh. Alec Baldwin disowned the film, calling it a terrible, horrible movie, and stated that the only reason he made it was to be able to work with Tom Cruise. What? Oh, that makes me so sad. <sighs> No. Normally, <laughs> at this set point, I would ask, "What role would Paul Giamatti have been in?" But he was, <laughs> but he was in this movie. Yeah, he was. So we can skip that part. So, what role should Bruce Willis play? <laughs> oh. oh, he could have been the bouncer then. No, no, he, no, he, he could have been. Uh... Oh, the slick. Uh, the you bear. know what? Oh yeah, he could have been Cranston. No, take Baldwin out of there then. If he's so upset about it, let's <laughs> okay. Play. Bruce Willis in there. He'd be fine doing a gay scene. Okay. <laughs> Why would you say that? Because he was in The Jackal. He was a gay dude. Yeah. Or he played a gay dude in The Jackal. Yeah. 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 Now, finally, it's time for Money Makes the World Go Round. We want to put this film in perspective with other films that were released this year, so we get a feel financially how well this film held up to its peers. The budget for this movie, $75 million. That seems low. Give me your guess for its total worldwide gross. Well, if you think about it, there's no CGI. Yeah, but the star power and all, all the, the 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 huge production for, for, for it's like they made uh, thirty music videos. Pretty much is what they did here. Plus, I, I'm sure you have to pay to use these songs. Right, exactly. The royalties. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, uh, it made worldwide gross four ten. Okay. That's way too high. Why well, you went to four ten? I don't know. That's why. Okay, um, I would go for two hundred. <laughs> 
In the U.S., this grossed $38.5 million. Oh, shit. <laughs> Overseas, it grossed twenty point nine, million, bringing its total worldwide gross to $59.4 million. Loss. I'm so... Complete I don't loss. understand how people could not like this movie. This film debuted in third place on the weekend of June 15, 2012, with $14.4 million. Oh. Number five that week was Snow White and the Huntsman, a movie we did recently. All right. Number four was That's My Boy with Andy oh, Samberg and Adam no. Sandler. Number three was this. Number two was Prometheus, and oh. number one was Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Oh, Madagascar? Wow. Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler were both in the top five this weekend, Adam. Um, your thoughts? That's outrageous. But based on the other movies that you've mentioned, there's, there's not a whole lot going on, I guess, in movies. Prometheus, Prometheus man. was probably the one people yeah, wanted to see. But, but I feel like that didn't do so well either. It's the beginning of Aliens. Yeah, people only watch Prometheus because of the alien right. tie. Yeah, but then there was also, I heard a lot of disappointment, if, yeah. if I recall correctly. According to Box Office Mojo, this movie is the 27th highest grossing film in the category. Rock musical? Musical. Okay. 27th. Any guesses as to what the number one is? Rocky Horror. No. Uh, no. Really? Rocky Horror? No? Moulin Rouge. No. Uh, Wizard of Oz. No. Oh. It's probably the most Sound of music. famous musical. Spamalot. Wizard of Oz? Did we say Wizard of Oz? <laughs> yeah, we saw Wizard of Oz. Sound of music? What are the musicals? Big mm. ones? Fan of the Opera. No. High School Musical. No. Thank goodness. Oh, you're sort of close. Oh, really? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a High School Musical. Oh. You're sort of close. And what's the theme of that? Grease. Yep. Number oh. one is Grease. Oh. Okay. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think Rocky Horror is still being played in like theaters right now, though. Yeah, but that, that, that's a cult following, though. Cult <laughs> following, de- by definition, means it's not... Over the, the course mainstream. period of millions and millions of days. Yeah. Oh. I can't go years if yeah, anything sense. Well, uh, normally I tell you what the number one movie of 2012 was. I forgot to fill that section out on, on my copy. I'm guessing it's some fucking stupid superhero movie. I'm sure we've done this before in the past. We've done plenty of 2012 movies. Maybe it's some Iron Man. It's probably the it's Avengers. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd buy that. That's 2012's Rock of Ages directed by Adam Shankman. Check out our... How does the copy go? Sorry. <laughs> Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, and movie requests. Please rate and review the show on iTunes so it can help us in the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for a movie you want us to watch, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before any other requests. Next week... We are doing a request for a movie that we got via an iTunes review. Sorry, it's oh. a little late. Okay. Uh, I didn't write down the username. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I was doing this in a rush because I don't know if you guys know this. These are not recorded live. What? So as you guys at home listen to this, I'm going to be on a sandy beach in Hawaii on my honeymoon. That's not true. Yes. We're we're all on the beach right now, <laughs> uh, right next to Hollywood. Uh, I, I have a filter drawn out the ocean. Mm-hmm. Well, you always wonder. Oh, why did I ruin like, the illusion of damn it. podcasting? <laughs> well, the movie we're doing is uh, this movie called The Name of the Rose, and it stars Sean Connery and Ron Perlman, Hellboy. Oh. Never heard of it. No. So we'll check that out when I come back from Hawaii. All right. Uh, so yeah, check out Name of the Rose. Uh-huh. I'm sure you can find Amazon.com. If you want to check it on Amazon.com, go to our website yes. first. Click the link. I was trying to find a way to work it into the episode. If you're a fan of classic rock and want to buy all the albums from these uh, from this musical, uh-huh. which they debuted twentieth, sixth on the list. Uh-huh. Oh, that was twenty seventh. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm so confused why I. Well, whatever. 
It's a good. I liked it. It's fun. It's fun. If nothing else, the movie was fun. Do you want to know what else <laughs> is on top of it? What's that? Do you want to hear like the top five like musicals of all time? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me pull it up. And it is musical. Could you oh, put wait, some, hold uh, on. Maestro oh. had a question for us. Oh, yeah. Um, what's your favorite 80s song? Oh, Jesus. Um, hmm. I don't know much. I, I couldn't tell you what your uh, songs yeah, came out of. I don't know a lot of music. What's was um, okay, like? Let's say Kansas, Journey, Poison, uh, White Snake. Anything? Nothing. Oh, what's yours? Yours is a White Snake. Yeah, it's I'm gonna go White with, Snake, yeah. but, but it wasn't this song. Eighties. You said eighties. Yes. I'm gonna go with uh, Thriller. Ooh, <laughs> that's oh. not even glam rock. <laughs> that's completely. Uh, didn't expect that at all. Uh, I'm gonna go. You rock my world. I also have Michael Jackson. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you <laughs> the movies that beat out. Uh, no, nah, that's too many lists. Okay, I'll just read the top five musicals of all time. Grease, 188 million. Chicago. Oh. Best picture winner. Yeah, I forgot about that. 170 million. That was a fun one. Les Mis, 148 million. That makes sense. Mamma Mia, 144 million. Into the Woods, that movie with Anna Kendrick and, uh, what's her name? Johnny Depp. Yeah, that, that was, um, it was a, it was a Disney yeah. remake of some uh-huh. kind. 128 no, million. Kind of. Uh, the Hairspray remake, 118 million. Rocky Horror Picture Show, 112 million. Yeah. Uh, High School Musical 3, 90 million. Now I'm just m- jumping around. Moulin Rouge, 57 million. Uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber, Fleet Street, 52 million. Popeye is listed as a musical. Yes, it is. What? 49.8 million. Man. Yeah, I, I remember there being like a lot of songs in it. <laughs> the Little Shop of Horrors remake. Okay. With Rick Moranis, 38 million. And there's Rock of Ages. 27th place. Johnny Depp played on at least two of those movies, too. Oh. The no, the bottom of the list. Uh, Crybaby. Um, it's like all stuff you've never heard of. Careless Whisper. What? 1980s. Careless oh, Whisper? Oh, that's your answer? Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. going to go with that one. Just okay. based on a quick search, I'm going to stick with that one. Okay. Yeah, have you heard it before? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just making sure. I'm never going to dance again. Never gonna dance again. Well, check out Name of the Rose for next week and uh, email us your favorite 80 songs. And that's it. I'll be on a, I'll be drinking a pina colada while, right. while you losers are in your cubicles <laughs> listening to this. You know what? Just for that, I'm taking pina colada to work with me. <laughs> well, I thought we were on the beach with him right now. Uh, yeah, when we return. Play the, the escape. Uh, the escape. Escape the pina colada song. If oh, you like Pina yeah. Colada. Weird name for it, but uh, yeah. I get it. Well, because he wants to escape his yeah. boring life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, write to me and escape. Oh, real quick. Yeah. But I, kn- I know. I know. We should have ended this a while ago. That's fine. But my question is, in that song, is 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 it coin- Did the okay. Is the wife and husband playing like a, a game where like they're role playing? Or was he actually legitimately trying to cheat on her? And she's like, oh, it's you. Okay. I guess we'll get back together. Yes. No, it's a really, really horrible message. They're both trying to step out on each other. Okay. But and they just coincidentally... Co- yes. Okay. Turns out, we do like all the same things. Okay. That's why we got married. Okay. I forgot that, because I hate you so much right now, that uh-huh. we have things in common. Mm, okay. <laughs> Wasn't... I, I'm, I was just wondering. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I take it. Because anyway. I, I, I thought for a while, it was like, their, their love life is like boring, so they're trying to spice it up, like, oh, I'm going to pretend that I'm cheating oh, on I you. Oh, I see. That, I, that's what I took it as. Uh, no, I think they're actually cheating. Okay. Right, they're actually trying to cheat. Okay. <laughs> well, that's it, guys. Till next time, this is Hollywood. I'm Adam. And I'm Maestro. Maestro.